Welcome to the Port City Church Podcast. You are listening to our Delight Podcast series, where we explore what it looks like to treat this summer as a Sabbath. Today, we get to hear a discussion as we look back on what we learned about Sabbath Sunday, the helpful, the difficult, the confusing, and the things we want to take with us into the future as we learn to make Sabbath a more regular practice and rhythm. Today, we'll hear from our Wilmington campus pastor, Clay Everett, our director of community, Laurelyn Shaw, and our pastor of children's ministry, Rich Biagini. Enjoy. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Clay Everett, the Wilmington campus pastor. And today I'm joined by a regular on the podcast, my friend and your friend, Laurelyn Shaw. (laughs) Hello. Laurelyn serves as the director of community at the Wilmington campus, which I think means that she helps the people of our church connect into the life of our church, which is really, really awesome. And I'm also joined by someone who I think may be brand new to the podcast. Brand new. Or newish, brand, brand new. new. Uh, my friend Rich Biagini. Yes, hello. Yeah, <laughs> I said I was new, so sorry. I, I don't know how this goes. But yes. <laughs> Rich serves as the pastor of children's ministry at our church, which includes both Grow Zone for our pre-K kids and Treasure Island for our, all of our elementary school kids and does a fantastic job of all that. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man. Today, we're going to look back at something that we recently did as a church called Sabbath Sunday, and we're just going to have a conversation about our experience with it. If you are a part of our church, if you've been following along with Summer Sabbath, and you knew about Sabbath Sunday, uh, you may or you may not have participated in it. And if you did participate in it, you may have loved it, or it may have been a struggle for you. And I know that because we had almost a thousand people actually share some feedback about Sabbath Sunday. And so we know that it is something that is not easy. It's something that's very different and new for us as a church. And so we thought the best way to kind of come around that is to continue to talk about it. Yeah. And so I'd love to lead this conversation really for two reasons today. One is to help us and help you as a listener to kind of bring Sabbath Sunday to a conclusion, to kind of wrap it up. But also, I would love to have this conversation so that we can learn from Sabbath Sunday, maybe how we can all participate even better in it next year when we do it again, because we'll definitely do it again. But also to learn from it so that we can take what we've learned from Sabbath Sunday and hopefully make Sabbath a weekly rhythm in your life. That would be kind of my, my big goal. And I just hope this conversation can help us uh, with that. Cool? Yeah, that's good. So let's just start with maybe a quick recap of Sabbath Sunday, what it was, what, what we hoped for it. And then I'm going to come uh, to you, Rich, and to you, Laurelyn, to kind of hear your experience with it. So we took Sabbath Sunday this year on July 9th, and we said that Sabbath Sunday is a Sunday where we don't gather together at any of our campuses in order to rest and to practice what we have learned through the summer And specifically this summer, this idea of delight. And we wanted to help our church do that by actually practicing a day of Sabbath. Laurelyn, you and I actually did the co-teaching the Sunday before Mm -hmm. Sabbath Sunday. And we tried to give our campus in Wilmington kind of vision for it, some helpful context of Sabbath, and some very like practical steps that they could take into it. And so we did that. And what would you say was kind of our hope for Sabbath Sunday? Yeah, well, I think... 
you know, the, the long range goal is that this becomes a rhythm is that we all are making this a rhythm in our life. And so as with anything, you have to start somewhere. (laughs) So I think, uh, by sort of marking the day as a church together with Sabbath Sunday on July 9th, our hope was really that you would start if, if this is not a regular rhythm already in your life. And so we, you know, tried to help with some guidelines, not guidelines, that's not the right word, but the guide, guide. (laughs) just sort of a framework or sort of some key things to, to think through. But really just the hope is that you would start, not that it would be perfected, whatever that looks like or means. Um, I don't really know that that's the goal, but just that you would start because what I've also been thinking is that maybe one of the hardest parts about Sabbath is actually marking out the time and committing to do it. And then what you what you actually do in that space is is the next thing. But I think that uh, setting aside the time and determining to do it to try, right, is perhaps one of the biggest challenges. Mm-hmm. So I think um, when I think of that day, I think that that was sort of the hope for that day. Yeah, that's great. Uh, a couple of days after Sabbath Sunday, Rich, you and I were just catching up on life and work, and you got to share your experience um, on the Sabbath Sunday. And it was so encouraging to me. <laughs> it was uh, it was like something I needed to hear, you know, from you. And so maybe we'll start with you. For you, like, what did your Sabbath Sunday look like? Talk about your context of your life stage and yeah. what did you do? Yeah. So the the context I think is a really important part of that because we have uh, my wife Sue and I have um, three teenage daughters. Mm-hmm. My oldest daughter Emily just graduated from high school. And so we've been in the midst of uh, helping her navigate that next season of life, and then us trying to do the same. Uh, graduations and, and yep. parties and all the things. Sarah, my middle daughter, is uh, in high school, and then Charlotte, our youngest, is going into high school. And so we're just in this season of life where there's a lot of busyness and a lot of newness. And if you're a parent, I'm guessing that you can relate to that. Yes. Um, and so our our lives, I, you know, when I think about it, um, I think we spend a lot of our lives uh, just rushing around from one thing to the next. And so for me, like when I was thinking about rest and what it would look like to actually stop, one of the, the most important parts of that um, to me was going to be to start the day without hurrying. And so we woke up whenever we woke up, you know, and we're not in college anymore. So I didn't sleep until one, you know, we right. were probably up around <laughs> eight or so. Um, but even that was really nice just to, we woke up when we, our bodies were ready to wake up. Uh, and then uh, I started the day just in prayer. And then after that, I made pour over coffee and I had mm. breakfast. Um, so I'm a huge coffee nerd. And um, I do make uh, pour over coffee most days and it probably takes me about 20 ish minutes. Oh, Laurelyn, you and I, you did. we experienced you, this at Fuse last yes, year. Yes, You took the time uh, to teach me and I, I did. have, have a whole new respect. Then? Oh no, okay. there's All so right. many steps okay. it's because you do it really well. I oh, just couldn't you. remember it. So, well, normally pour over coffee is bookended by, you know, um, rushing to get up and then rushing to get someone out. Um, this day it just was relaxing. Uh, and so I got up. Uh, made coffee. Uh, Sue and I had breakfast and we just kind of hung around the house. Um, We didn't do anything. And it was really, really beautiful. And then we had some time during the day to go out on a boat uh, with some friends. And so we spent the better part of the day actually uh, floating around in the intercoastal waterway. Uh, It was absolutely breathtaking. Like, I'm not trying to be dramatic and say it that way. It really, truly was absolutely beautiful. Uh, But spent some time out on the water, just out in God's creation. Mm -hmm. Um, And after that, you guys remember there was some rain 
on Sunday. And so that was cut a little bit short, um, but we really ended the night. Um, Sue and I go and get Flaming Amy's every Sunday night. Uh, this is actually, this would be a conversation for another time, um, but it is one of the things that we truly, truly delight in. It's like a sacred time for us. And so we spent our time on Sunday night eating Flaming Amy's on the couch and watching that. a documentary about something. And that was it. That was the end of the day. Yeah. Wow. That sounds like a good day. It was like, like a it was day. a great day. It was not a good day. It was a great day. <laughs> I love it. It's so good. Larlin, how about you? What, what did your Sabbath Sunday look like? Like, what did you do? Yeah. So I started the night before. And so I did, you know, try to like make a plan, get my errands run, things like that. So I got all the stuff to make, <laughs> to make dinner. So I made a new risotto dish just because I like to cook and I love to make risotto. You cannot be in a rush and make risotto if you've never made it. It is by its very nature a slow dish. So that was really fun. I had some good music and um, so I had a great meal and was just reading. I had such a slow evening. It was so great. And then, you know, went to bed, woke up. And again, similar to you, Rich, it was just a slow, an unhurried day mm -hmm. with no, I had sort of loose ideas of what I wanted to do throughout the day, but it wasn't, it was just kind of like, oh, when I feel like doing this or when I feel like doing that. And so kind of oddly enough, the first thing I did was I got up and I went for a run, which as I was out there and it was already 80 degrees, I'm thinking, is this Sabbath? I don't know if this counts, but it is different because I don't run the other six days. Um, so that was different. But I actually thought, you know, I'm, I'm doing this because I can. Mm. And so it was it was delightful. I actually really enjoyed it. So, yeah. So throughout the day, I don't remember the exact schedule, but I spent some time reading. I spent some time. I got a paint by numbers kit because I thought I'm going to do this. I'm just really going to relax. This is going to be so delightful. Mm. It was not. We can talk about that later. But the whole time I was mad it wasn't something else. But um, that's okay. You know, that's funny. we learned that about yeah. painting. I'm not a painter. That's fine. So I just can, you know, I did it for a little while and then took a nap and that was delightful. So mm. yeah, it was just a slow day. And then by, you know, by about that evening, I was able to, to get things ready for the next day. And yeah, so it was, it was good. Yeah. Very slow, quiet day. Yeah. So there's like these moments uh, for both of you that like slowed you down, mm. pour over, mm -hmm. risotto. Mm -hmm. So there's your plan for next Sabbath, That's right? right. <laughs> <laughs> Larlin, you, you talked about like these moments of like delight and even like maybe unexpected delight, like on the run. Mm -hmm. Rich, for you, like were there moments of like delight that popped up because of the rhythm and the pace that you were walking at? Yeah. So w one of the things that really stands out to me, I think about the day, and I know this is not something that everybody gets to do. So even, even in saying this, there's like an appreciation and a gratitude that I have for it, but we got to take the boat over to Masonboro Island and we anchored there in the water. And then we kind of, you know, waded out um, onto the beach there. And at one point we decided that we were going to walk across the island. Mm -hmm. And so we started on one side, a uh, note for everybody that's listening. Um, if you do that, bring your flip-flops um, because mm. the sand is hot. <laughs> oh yeah, it's hot. It's hot. Um, <laughs> I, I made it about a quarter of the way across and everybody that I was with started to run to try to get to the other side. And right. I was like, you know what? It's Sabbath. I'm not doing that. Come on. Uh, no, that wasn't my exact thought, but I did go back and get flip-flops. But we walked across the island, and then um, at some point, if you've ever been there and you've done this, walked up over the dunes and, and looked out at one of the most 
the most beautiful views that I have ever seen. In my mind, it felt like maybe ever, maybe it was just the space that I was in, but certainly in Wilmington. And I had this moment, and I think I told you, Clay, when we were talking that it was almost like an emotional thing for me because it was just so beautiful. Yeah. Like it was like you're transported to another place. Mm-hmm. And for me, like being out on the water, being on a boat, being at the beach, that is something that I delight in. And this was like that times a hundred. Yeah. And it was just something that I think just put my soul in like, just, there's not another way to say it. I don't think, but just put my soul in this like heightened, heightened state of just like rest. And I think really in awe and so, yes, that was my experience. And it, it did kind of put me in a different place. And I think I had mentioned to you that on the way back then, you know, the way across that island, I was worried about my feet being hot. On the way back, I wasn't worried about anything. Like I almost felt like I took the walk. Um, everybody that I was with kind of hurried back to the other side and I walked so slowly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, it was almost like you dropped like, I've been kind of nerding out about um, AR lately. And so you put these glasses on and you see the world in a different way, right? Through this lens. And almost felt like I had that kind of experience where like something was like dropped over my eyes. And I was like, I saw, I was just looking at the plants and the sand and the flowers and all the things. And just like, um, like exhale kind of experience. I got to the other side and I was like, all right, I can go home. We didn't, but I could. Um, Felt like I got my money's worth right there in that moment. It was really beautiful. It's cool. Well, we talked about that at the beginning of the summer, that rest makes room for delight, right? Like the normal pace of our lives, hurry, it just doesn't give us space to actually delight. Like we miss things. And so it just, uh, I feel like your experience, Rich, sounds like there was this slowdown. Mm-hmm. There was this rest that, yeah, you were in a beautiful place. Mm-hmm. I mean, you shouldn't go to Masonboro and not be like, this is beautiful. But Probably not. People do all the time, I'm sure, right? Mm-hmm. Um, especially when you get used to it. But your pace allowed you to experience it in a new way, in a way that was like life-giving to your soul. Laurelyn, you practice a regular rhythm of Sabbath in your life, mm-hmm. but maybe as you stepped into Sabbath Sunday, were there a couple of things that you found like helpful to you? Were there things that maybe we did as a church that you thought, man, that was helpful? Well, I think maybe in part because we were talking about it on Sunday, but it is good to think through, okay, if I have a checklist for anything, it's what do I need to do to prepare so that in this time and in this space, I can be fully present. So I was just hyper aware of that. I think, and I know I talked about this on Sunday. I was also very, in part because it struck me as I was preparing to speak, just where where it talks about like even the words that we use are is related to our rest. So if you'll keep yourself from going your own way and just the idle talk. Yeah. And I think that was a big thing because, you know, when we're rested or just relaxing and you're just hanging out with friends and family and things like that, I think we're often more a little bit just free. I mean, those are the people you're most comfortable with. And so you're most free. And so I think you can find yourselves quickly wandering into something that is maybe not bad, but it's, it's not something that sets you up for rest or delight. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So I think thinking through some of those things and then really working hard to prepare to just carve out space for me, that was helpful because sometimes I don't love to make a plan. Sometimes what's restful is to not have a plan. Mm, right. <laughs> so to not like structure the whole day, but to have like a loose plan of what I'm doing yeah. was helpful. Yeah. I've experienced you without a plan before. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> this is why we're good for each other, That's Clay, because right. you love plan. a plan. I do. <laughs> yeah, I think um, our pastor Mike, I think that was what he said. His One of his biggest takeaways was the preparation mm-hmm. and like how he, he even found like delight in preparing. And I don't know if that's a really a part of our like culture today of like preparing well for things. Mm-hmm. 
And so uh, I hope that was helpful for other people as well. I wonder, like, between the three of us, were there some things that were difficult, some challenges? Because I'm assuming people in our church who participated in Sabbath Sunday, I'm assuming most people found some parts that were challenging, Mm -hmm. some parts that were difficult. Um, Were there things in your day that that you found to be difficult? Well, you just said something that that I think ties into that a little bit. You said that, you know, we prepare well to do a thing. Mm -hmm. And I think all of us are used to preparing well to do something. I think usually we prepare well so that we can do more to to increase our capacity. And so this was a different kind of thing because we decided that we were going to prepare well so that we could actually do less. And, And I think that was one of the things that was interesting for us and for our family, because our schedules, it's very regimented and it's very busy. Um, and, and a lot of that's because there's a lot that we have to get done. And so normally for us, like we kind of spread that out over the whole weekend. And I think what you, what we end up finding when we do that is that there's like, there's moments of rest perhaps, but there isn't like this extended period of time where we actually stop doing. Um, and we actually, um, we actually find and experience real rest. And so one of the things that I think was challenging for us was to try to pack in all of the things that we normally try to do over the course of a whole weekend into a singular day right. Um, right. so that we could actually be prepared to do nothing the next day. Right. I mean, gratefully we did it. Uh, and I think there's like a beauty and this was like proof of concept, right? It can yeah, happen. It can happen. But that was one of the most challenging things. It, mm. was, it just, um, it sort of um, forced us to have a different kind of rhythm uh, mm. for the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Anything for you, Larlin? Yeah, that's good. I think that there was definitely a lot of learning for me. One thing that I, I mean, I was kind of going to what I was talking about, going back to what I was talking about earlier, but So I had started the night before, so I had this great relaxing evening, and then I ended up having a conversation sort of right before bed that just was really heavy for me, and it's just about something that I'm currently carrying in this season. And so then I went to bed, and I was like, man, I was so relaxed, and now I'm just, you know, sad and heavy and worried and all of the things. And so it's like, okay, I felt like the Spirit was like, okay, but remember, we're Sabbathing, (laughs) you know. And, and I, I think in that time of just processing that, I really kind of wanted to give in to just the heaviness of what is, and it felt responsible to keep that on my mind, mm. even though I wasn't going to change anything in one day. But um, I don't know. I just realized that's why it's a discipline to choose to delight and not to just sit with, you know, the responsibilities or the sadness or the hardship or, you know, whatever it is that we're carrying and to say, no, I, I'm actually going to. I'm going to keep moving forward in choosing, you know, rest and delight. And I think also I realized that is why part of why this is an enormous act of faith. I mean, kind of like what you're saying, Rich, of, you know, you're moving a weekend full of activities and responsibilities into one day so that you can take this day. And so there's there's an element of trust in that and just faith, you know, that that that's not a waste of time. Mm -hmm. And that will be the challenge and the temptation as we try to make this into a rhythm ongoing. And so, yeah, so I mean, that was just, I just thought, oh man, this is where just, you know, delight is a discipline. Mm -hmm. And it was good. It was really good learning. I think the other thing was just that that particular day, I hadn't really scheduled to, to hang out with anyone. It was more of a solitary day, which sometimes that's exactly what I need. But on that day, I was like, oh. So then this weekend, I I did. I spent the day with a friend, and that was, you know, good. So that's the, what's fun is I think, like, there's not one right way to do it. And if this is a rhythm, it's another six days. You get to try something else. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, and it's an opportunity for us to learn, right, mm-hmm. and then to practice it, and then, yeah, to grow. 
Yeah, and I hope, you know, I hope that we can learn from our Sabbath Sunday for the sake of maybe doing this, this again as a church next year, but really would love for us to learn from it for what does it look like to build this into the rhythm of our lives. And so, I don't know, were there some things that, you know, that, Rich, that you learned? Larlin, you just shared some, but some things that you learned from the day, maybe um, maybe just for yourself or, or maybe for the rhythm of Sabbath? Yeah, I, I think so. So one of the things that um, that I think will be interesting for me, so Sunday is normally a work day That's right. uh, for me. And then Sue, she uh, is a school social worker. And so normally we're, we're on our summer break right now. So we have a, a different kind of schedule, uh, but normally during the year, she and I only have one day that's off that is shared. Mm-hmm. And because of that, like we end up trying to pack a lot of things yeah. into that day. And so I think one of the things that I, I want to maybe be careful about, so maybe this is something that I learned, but it's also something that I'm sort of anticipating because I had such an exceptional kind of day, there is a pressure to feel like I need to recreate that again. Yeah, right. Totally. Right. And then like you, so you go, okay, so I went on a boat and I went on to Masonboro Island and I walked across and I had this moment where I was in awe. I need to go do that again. Yeah, That's right. what a, a Sabbath looks like. And the reality is I won't have the opportunity mm-hmm. to do that every week. Uh, it'll probably be a while before um, we get to do it again. But I think even thinking about that, there is a pressure that comes along with that. And so you start chasing an experience and then it's not restful at all mm-hmm. anymore. So I think for me, just sort of anticipating next time, just holding the way that it looks and what it looks like for me to participate in Sabbath, just very loosely to have open hands about what it looks like. Even even hanging out with people, Laurelyn, like you just said, like there there are when I think about Sabbath, usually like in my mind, I would assume that's something that I'm doing by myself. Yeah. But this wasn't. I was with other people. Mm-hmm. Great fuzz with people that don't take a lot of energy. Really, you know, good old friends. But I think just holding open the possibility that Sabbath can look different. It doesn't have to be on a Sunday, right? Um, right. For, for me and for our family, it probably can't be. And so not trying to chase an experience, I think, is something that I'm, I'm just being, I think, mindful of. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I, I definitely experienced some of that as well, the idea of pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't going to share too much, but my Sabbath Sunday, it wasn't awesome. Um, <laughs> when I took this, the survey, like I said, it was it was challenging, but I learned a lot. Yeah, I mean, I do have a... a a weekly rhythm of Sabbath for myself and that it looks like Fridays for me. And so I think I, I felt a lot of pressure to make it like a really, really good Sabbath. And as one of the pastors of our church to be like, you know, here's what it looks mm-hmm. like. And just some of our circumstances were different. And so it made that day, that Sabbath Sunday, a little bit challenging. And what was cool was I I did have some time with God that morning and I read a couple of different scriptures that I don't know if you ever read and it's kind of like a, a rabbit hole of like I read in Hebrews and that kind of pointed me to Psalms and that pointed me to Exodus. And it was like these different images of like God, of him being like my rock and like the bread of life and like the living water. Mm-hmm. And I learned those things. And then the day was kind of actually hard for me. And it was like God reminded me all day, just remember I'm the rock. Mm-hmm. Just remember, I'm the bread of life. Just yeah. remember, I'm the streams of living water. Mm-hmm. And man, it was like, uh, it was so good. And here's the thing is I recognize that people listening or participating maybe didn't have an awesome Sabbath Sunday. And I can relate. <laughs> <laughs> I can relate. But mm-hmm. one of the things I did learn was that I do love a good plan, mm-hmm. but sometimes I'll, I'll try to grab control. And Sabbath isn't about control. Sabbath is actually about like, 
releasing control and like trust. That's mm-hmm. a lot of what we talked yeah. about last year. And in order to delight, I think that's the case is like, I don't force it. I don't try to like replicate the experience I had last week in my Sabbath. I'm present. I trust God. And after kind of me processing my own Sabbath, I realized I had a Sabbath weekend because we had the opportunity to go down to Carolina beach for three days. And I had three days that were awesome. The last day happened to be Sabbath Sunday and it wasn't as great. Right. But man, and like I, God gave me that, you know what I'm saying? And so like learning to like trust, to like let go, to not try to control my plan, but allow my plan to give me like vision and and kind of position me for the day uh, was something that I learned from it. Yeah. I mean, when I think about holding it loosely, what right. you just described, like I, I do think that there are probably some elements of Sabbath that have to be consistent. Mm-hmm. And, you yeah. know, like I, I, for me, it's going to be pace. Right. Sure. So regardless of what I do or don't do on, yes. and at any given time, it's going to be pace. Right. Dallas Willard talks about like ruthlessly eliminating hurry from yeah. our lives. Right. Because when we're rushing, it's so hard to hear the voice of God. It's so yeah. hard. And so regardless of what I do, I think just saying like for me, it's always going to be pace. Mm-hmm. So are there things in like your day that you experience as you would go, regardless of what I do, mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure that I do this. Yeah. Are there any things like that for you both? The P word for me was presence. Presence, okay. <laughs> yeah, because that's what we talked about. Like me and Laura and we talked about on the Sunday before about like being like present with God, like being, you yeah. know. And though my plan didn't work out, I was I had the opportunity to be mm-hmm. present with God. Uh, I got the opportunity to be present with my family. And so like for me, I think for me, positioning my mind to think about that, like this is a day I get to be with myself, mm-hmm. others, and with God. Like that's got to be a consistent thing for me. And not only consistent, but like a focus. Like this is what I get to do today. Mm-hmm. Be present. Yeah. I don't know. I'm still thinking about your question, but I, I think you're right because I'm I'm one that's always going to lean more toward, oh, the variety, do something mm-hmm. different every time. Uh, yeah. And because for me, I think what brings me rest might change depending on my season or my week or something like that. Because like I said earlier, sometimes I really do need a day where I just don't talk to anyone. <laughs> And I can just, you know, be lost in my own head or just, you know, whatever, just have have the day. But then there's other times where I really do find rest and joy in being in the company of others. And so it's just kind of knowing, I think, what I need. But I do agree that there are some some staple things. And so I don't know. I feel like I'd have to think through what I guess maybe just simply one thing I always try to do, whether it's with others or by myself, is for me getting outside and going for a walk even is just huge. I think that's just to, there's something about being in the open that helps me to be reminded, you know, just how small I am Mm. and I need that. So that's a very sort of, uh, it's not tangible, but you know what I mean? It's Mm. not conceptual. Yeah. Yeah. Going out for a walk. What about you, Rich? Yeah, I think getting up and starting the day slowly is is going to just be critically important to me. But like Clay, you said that your P word was presence. I mean, that makes me think that other P word is permission, right? Like permission for it, the day to look however it needs to look in the season of life that you're in, like whatever it looks like for you to connect with God and to rest on that day, just do that, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, and and give yourself permission for it to look differently um, depending upon what's going on in your life and what the context is. Mm -hmm. I think permission um, to experiment with it. I think is just a really important thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, just this is one last thing. You know, as we talked, uh, I talked with several people who had participated that day and we were sort of debriefing and sharing what we did. Mm-hmm. I think a common question that I heard was, you know, I did this. Is that, does that count? <laughs> <laughs> is does that, that wrong? Right. Yeah, like, right. is this Sabbath appropriate? And it was kind of funny. We were laughing like, 
is that right? Is that wrong? Is that rest? Is that work? You know, and all of these things. And I just, I thought that was so interesting that that's our question. And I can see why sometimes legalism is attractive to people Mm -hmm. just because it's clear. (laughs) But I was just, as I was processing and I thought, you know, that requires us to go back to the heart of Sabbath. What is the point of what we're actually doing? And it's maybe less about specifically what we're doing or not doing and more about how are we walking with the Lord in both work and in rest. And so that's where it's an invitation, you know, to go back to the Lord and say, is this work, is this rest, which Mm. then puts it back on me of what's my motive maybe Mm. for doing it, you know, not that it needs to be a bad motive, but so I don't know. I mean, I'm probably always going to go further into my head than I need to, but I just thought that was really interesting because we don't want to be legalistic about there's a right way and a wrong way. There are certain elements for sure that I think set a healthy frame for it. But again, the goal is to return us. You know, I love that prayer that you posted, Clay, of what you, how you were going to, I don't know if it was starting or ending, or maybe both, both. both. But there was a line in there about something about returning me back to my design, you know, and um, I think that is just, man, that's the heart of it, you know, and that feels too simple. And yet we don't realize how much of the things that we're doing, whether we consider it work or rest even, can can distract us from that, from our design and, and even from just the presence of the Lord. And so Sabbath is a space to do that. That's good. And I mean, I think, you know, part of this conversation is for, you know, for other folks to hear how you experienced Sabbath Sunday, how you processed it. But I mean, I hope it, it's also helping you who are listening to process how you experienced Sabbath Sunday. Mm-hmm. Or maybe, you know, maybe you didn't participate. I would say it's it's not too late to practice the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the guide that we posted is really something that is helpful for all of us to practice Sabbath at any time. And I would say most importantly on like a regular rhythm. And so um, if you did participate in Sabbath Sunday, um, make sure you take some time to process, to kind of debrief your own experience, to kind of go, hey, what what was good? What was hard? What was difficult? What did I learn? What were those moments of delight? Um, where were those moments that you know, kind of God showed up? Or even just those moments where you know I learned more of what it looks like to, to rest well. And then I think we could all say we would encourage you to like, make it a regular rhythm mm-hmm. in your life and to carve out a day to be your Sabbath, whether that is Sunday for you and you, know, you come and you gather together as a church as a part of that, and you have these moments of rest, these, this pace, this presence, and you prepare for it, or maybe it is another day that works better in your week. I mean, I think we don't have to be legalistic about that. Right. And then have conversations with people. Uh, you know, I, mean, I think you guys hearing each other, you know, Rich, me and you sitting down two days after Sabbath Sunday, me hearing your experience was super helpful to me. It shone light on what I actually experienced. Mm-hmm. And so I think I would just encourage you to take some time to process, to debrief your own experience, talk about with someone else, mm-hmm. and then consider what it can look like to make Sabbath uh, a weekly rhythm in your own life and just see what God might do in and through that. Mm-hmm. Any closing thoughts or ideas, guys? The last thing I'll say is yeah. just, you know, I talked to people after that said, I, I participated and I still felt tired. Like I right. felt tired the next yeah. day. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and I remember like thinking, hey, like you just did this one time. That's right. And so I think, Clay, like when you're talking about like making this a regular part of your life, I think that's so important. I don't remember exactly how you said this on Sunday, but you you said like, well, Sabbath is in six days. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and now Sabbath yeah. is in five days. Right. And you you yeah. said it in a way that I thought was um, was really interesting. But like if you left Sabbath Sunday 
And the next day you got up and you were like, man, I thought this was supposed to change my life. I'm, right. I thought I was supposed to be rested. Yeah. I think remembering what you said, I think it's really important. Like if you can just consider that this was an opportunity to practice it. Mm-hmm. And if you did it and it feels impossible, but you did it, you go, now actually it is possible. Yeah. And now you can make it a regular part of your life. I yeah. think, I think that's where it becomes so restful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. When it becomes a rhythm. I was even thinking when you were talking rich about how you like you got to go on the boat and it was a whole day and mm-hmm. things like that. And I think because maybe this was maybe the first time for people, it's like, and even for me, the, the paint by numbers thing, which I just think is mm-hmm. so funny, but it's like, you want, you want to do it up big, you know? And so then we, we did something, we had a great day, which is good. And there's nothing wrong with that. But some of those things are not sustainable, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, and you may not always have those opportunities every week to go out on the boat or whatever, you know, you do. So then I think, to me, it's it's comforting to know, okay, it doesn't have to be an event every time. Mm-hmm. It's To make it a rhythm means that there's it has to be sustainable. And so I think there's a freedom in that and a comfort in that, that there doesn't have to be the pressure to make it this big thing every time. But culturally, we feel like we're going to do it up. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, and in one shot, mm-hmm. I'm going right. to be rested. I'm going to delight and I will have made it. And then I'm going to need to be on to the next thing. Yeah. So it's very countercultural in sure. that way. Totally. You know? yeah. And it's, it's not really about what you're doing. Right. Like it's yeah. about being. That's right? Right. That's right. It's not the doing, it's the being. It's being with God. Mm-hmm. And that's where we find rest. That's yes. right. And if you can get this weekly rhythm into your life, it's also consider what does your daily rhythm look mm-hmm. like? And how do you daily rest, mm-hmm. right? Uh, in God and physically, spiritually, mentally, emotionally. How do you sleep well, right? Mm-hmm. And how do, it, so it just starts to kind of, Sabbath as a weekly practice begins to kind of frame every other day. And I love that. That, that really is this opportunity to reorient ourselves to life with God and to consider what life with God can actually look like every single day of the week. So Rich, Laura thank you guys for joining in the conversation, sharing your experience. Yes. Thank you all for listening. We hope you experience a whole lot of Sabbath rest. Thank you for listening to our Delight podcast series. If you would like to share your feedback about Sabbath Sunday, you can go to portcity.church slash Sabbath. Or send us an email to creative at portcitychurch.org. Both of these will be in the show notes. Thank you again for listening, and we look forward to seeing you soon. Do you want me to tell you a joke? No, that wouldn't make me laugh.